There was a crowd of people outside the house on the Rue Morgue, making the place easy enough to spot. Rue Morgue, the unfashionable side of Paris on display, like dirty laundry hanging on a clothesline. Soot-blackened bricks, the smell of rotting rubbish and fresh excrement in the street. Eyes staring out of windows. A neighbourhood where no one wanted to get involved with the law, and yet. A crowd of spectators, eager for a corpse and some entertainment. The handsome cab had some difficulty navigating the narrow street. The woman inside the cab tapped her long, sharp nails on the windowsill. They were painted a deep shade of black. There were gendarmes stationed outside the house, doing a bad job of keeping the spectators away. That was soon going to change. The cab stopped. The horse on the left raised its head, neighed once, then added its own contribution to the street's refuse. A couple of urchins turned and giggled, pointing at the fresh steaming pile. The door of the cab opened. The woman stepped out. What did she look like? Six foot two and ebony black, a halo of dark hair around her head. Strong cheekbones, pronounced. Her arms were naked and muscled, and there was a thick gold bracelet encircling her left arm. She wore trousers, some sort of black leather, and that might have been shocking, but the first and then only thing you noticed about her was the gun. She wore it in a shoulder holster, a cult peacemaker, though there was little that was peaceful about the woman. When the people of the Rue Morgue discussed it later, they decided it was a coin toss, whether she would shoot you or merely batter you to death with that gun, using it as a bludgeon. They decided it would have depended on her mood. The crowd moved back a pace without being asked. The woman smiled. You could not see her eyes. They were hidden behind dark shades. She stepped towards the gate of the house. The two gendarmes snapped to attention. Milady. She barely acknowledged them. She turned, facing the crowd. Go home, she said. She watched the crowd. The crowd collectively took another step back. She said, I'll count to three, then smiled. She had very white teeth. One. Her hand was stroking the butt of the gun. She looked momentarily disappointed when the crowd, in something of a hurry, dispersed. Soon the street was quiet, though she could feel the eyes staring from every window. Well, let them stare. She turned back and, ignoring the two gendarmes, went through the gate into the house. The apartment was on the fourth floor. She climbed up the stairs. When she arrived, the door was open. A photographer was taking pictures inside, the flash going off like miniature explosions. She went inside. The corpse was on the floor. Milady. She smiled without affection. Flash. The Gascon was lithe and scarred, and he still carried a sword on his hip, as if a sword was any use at all. He said, We are perfectly capable of solving this murder without interference. She arched an eyebrow. It seemed to sum up her opinion of the gendarmes and their investigative abilities. The Gascon said, Why are you here, milady? She smiled. He took a step back, and, perhaps unconsciously, his hand went to the hilt of his sword. 
She said, I have no interest in who or what killed him. Oh? Was it relief in his voice or suspicion? The why, though, she said, that's a different matter. Flash. The light was blinding. She said, Give me the camera. The Gascon nodded at the man. The photographer began to protest, then looked at the woman and decided that perhaps he should do as he was told after all. She took the camera from him and smashed it against the wall. The photographer cried out. Get out, the woman said. The photographer looked at her, helpless, then at his boss. The Gascon was not looking at him. The photographer opened his mouth to voice a protest, caught sight of the woman's gun and made a wise decision.